You know, sometimes you can be the real passive aggressive one. Only no one sees it. Hey, this is going to be a positive podcast. So do you mind? You don't have to do your your character where you're angry. Well, you wrecked that right from the start. I didn't wreck anything. You can be friendly today. I saw your eye, eyeballs rolling around in your head before mm-hmm. we even started. I was just patiently waiting for you to stop whatever you were playing with. I was setting up. That's why I was happy with that. Gave me time to reflect on my life and what's going on. <laughs> that whole one minute. Yeah, one minute. <laughs> yeah. It was nice. It was pleasant. I enjoy the time to myself. I just cracked open a, a can of sugar to pour down my gullet. Whoa. A little late for that. I Shit. got I got a record to do after this. <laughs> oh, oh boy. Nice. I feel sorry for your next co-host. No, this is uh, my life in collecting record. Oh, well, yes. That will be a In bad. which case, you still feel sorry for my co-host, meaning you. I don't know what you're talking about. That's a progressive. Well, uh, welcome, everybody, to the latest episode of STC Pod, Start to Continue Podcast. This is episode, I believe, 214. That's what I put on the thing. I'm hoping that's right. We are recording uh, across the airwaves again. Wednesday night, 9.30. Practically on time this time. Practically. Uh, we have been, uh, we are unable to use our regular STC studios. So we are uh, at home across the interwebs. Our alt alternative studio. Yeah. We're back in the OG compound. Which, let me tell you, uh, where pants are not required. Unrelated, but at work, uh, Joe's just been doing a stellar job teaching all of uh, the worldly things to a new person. We don't need to be talking about work. Thank you. I'm trying to give you a compliment. Well, thank you, but no work talk. I will return the compliment when you train the next person. And show her the ropes. You know, you're doing such a great job. Uh, You will be training the cousin of your nemesis, of your work nemesis. Mm, I don't know what you're talking about. It is funny, though, when you get uh, new people in there and you're trying to show them the ropes. And uh, because, you know, over a certain amount of time, you've become so complacent, you forget most of the ropes. (laughs) So you got to remember, oh... Yeah, there's a procedure for that. What is that? Pre- yeah, okay, we do something here. Hold on. Let me think about this. <laughs> you got to remember the procedure. And then uh, the other procedure that, uh, and then the other procedure, you know, all these procedures that have, uh, that we found efficiencies around, I'll say. But uh, for the benefit of the young folk, they should be doing it. We might have efficiencies, but. Uh, we found a better way. That's right. That's what I'm saying. Efficient. Very efficient. Uh, can I ask what what uh, what will be debuting on the fantastic? Oh, oh you got you have to tune in. Hopefully, I can get it done tonight. But uh, uh, I meant to do it last night, and 
ended up, uh, well, passing out on the couch and just saying, screw it. Actually got a good night's sleep and filled the, uh, the, um, my sleep mask reservoir back up with water. Mm-hmm. So I'd been running it dry for a while. So filled it dry up. It. Yep. Dry humping that. Filled it up and got a good solid, probably eight hours sleeping. Maybe even nine. I don't know. Remember. Do you do you keep do you take a look at your uh, you know the summary the machine? No, I don't. Just out of curiosity. No, mine mine allows me to uh, check it online. They've got a oh. website for it that oh, that's it sort of right. transmits it automatically or whatever. And yeah, which you're paying for? No, it's free. No, you know you paid for it. You just don't know. Well, I. I didn't because I didn't pay for the unit. So the government paid for it. No, it's it's in there. You you handed something over. You no. just don't know. Nope. They sweet talk you. Because yeah, these newer machines don't they have like a, a cellular uh, thing? They talk cellular to a network because they couldn't do it over Wi-Fi. So uh, they make you. Is it cellular? Yeah. So they make you pay for for that SIM card that uh, a slight data plan or something to make that happen. Well, maybe they moved away from that, but I know that was happening a couple years ago. Well, no, I know there's a charge, but the guy, I remember when he, when I got the unit, he said there was no, it was like a $20 fee, but um, I don't pay it. Someone else does. Yeah. See, that's, that sounds fishy to me. Fishy. And that's that's they have that in there too. Uh, so, you know, if it's doctor mandated that you be on it, you have to prove your complacency. So, the machine reports back to whoever that you're being complacent. And uh, if it was, I guess, on Wi-Fi, you could just always say, "Well, my Wi-Fi is not working," so that's why you don't have any data. So yeah, got a good sleep, and then I went to the gym today and did a brand new chest routine. <sighs> and uh, sorry, sorry, uh, my health and well-being is a leaves a disgusting taste on your on your palate. What's the matter? Your shirts were not tight enough over the chest already. No, you, I've uh, changed it to. Um, I'm going to be doing strictly an upper pec routine. Really? You should as maybe as opposed to center and lower. Yeah, I think maybe that the lower business. Maybe you should look a little lower for a little bit. No, my legs. Yes, I agree. <laughs> no, a little bit above the legs. I check the legs below the chest. No, just because. Um, uh, well, yeah, I don't know. It's good to mix it up. So I went online. So I've got printouts and stuff. I went online and grabbed a bunch of uh, routines and strictly upper. So I thought I'd give that a go for a bit. Well, interesting. You should bring up your sleep machine because I had an appointment with my sleep people today. I went to the office of the sleep disorders of this town. Um, Because last time I I saw my doctor, like last year, I said, you know, maybe we should... uh, 
You had to wait for this one, though, didn't you? Yeah, let's do a little little uh, checkup with the sleep people, because I'm due for a new machine, a government-funded machine, after five years. So that was, geez, what, back in September or October or something? And they placed this appointment, like, way months in advance, way months in advance. And that finally came up. They called me to double-check my appointment, and... I was good to go. I had forgotten about it because it had gotten so long and I didn't put it in my calendar. Then they called. Yep. And it was on day off. Perfect. And it was for an afternoon. And I'm like, I'm just curious why this is an afternoon kind of appointment because you guys already know I have the affliction. Nothing to talk about here. It should be just another prescription and lickety split. Oh, no, no. They doctor just wants to check in and you know see if you have any problem i don't have any problems or you know no if you have a you know any concern no concerns here I'm good to go just new machine no you know just uh, discuss updates great so i put that in my calendar and then uh awaited this week to do no i think you had a week to wait and i forgot about it again and my dad happened to call me he's like hey I saw in your calendar there, because my online calendar I share with him so he can know uh, what days I'm working or what days I'm off, if he wants to call or whatever. I saw in your calendar there, you got uh, you got an appointment there tomorrow. What's that all about? <laughs> like that, that seems like kind of private that you'd be asking about people's appointments, but uh, okay. He actually reminded me, so that was a good thing. But yeah, he trolls my calendar, so I got to watch what I put in there. Can't put in like uh, Pornhub subscription ends this day, you know, renew Pornhub or anything like that. Uh, you should he, do that for fun and just see what he says. <laughs> yeah, he keeps an eye on that. So I went in there today and uh, crappy office, man. It's this really crappy office and everyone was crammed in there because it's so hard to get an appointment, right? Because these doctors only come into town. What is it? Once a month or once every two months or something, they come, they fly in from their offices or, or whatever and do all their consults on one day of the month. So it's rammed with people. And, uh, they had me f fill out that stupid form you did when you first did it. She's like, just fill out this form. Uh, again, I'm like, okay, yeah, my name, okay. So, yeah, it's it's six pages. I'm like, what? What? So, I, yeah, I know. I'm sorry. They just want us to do it. So, I had to fill out the friggin' six page form again. You know, it says, do you pass out, you know, immediately after breakfast? And do you pass out in front of the TV? Do you pass out? Driving? Do you pass out reading? Everybody does. Everybody Do you does. pass out at the movies? Everybody I'm like, does. I know what Joe put for all this, if he was honest. <laughs> but it's so stupid because I have the machine. So it's like I'm I'm nothing for all of it, and I have to like do an asterisk be, since I've had the machine. So anyways, then I get in there with the doctor, and he was actually pretty good. He just went over how we will have to do the, the sleep uh, the sleep test again, right? Where you stay right. over. And he says, it's because when we get the new prescription from your night, the new, um, 
the new pressure setting, that's when it gets approved by insurance. Okay, sure. So I got to do that. But uh, that's soon, man. I'll be doing that on Sunday after our shift on Sunday in Newmarket. What, this Sunday? Yeah. Ugh. Which is good because I'm going to be wiped out, man. Because we have daylight savings to deal with. And we work days on that Sunday. When's daylight savings? Saturday night? Yep. So we lose an hour Saturday night. I'm already getting up at 4.30 a.m. So that means I'm getting up at 3.30 a.m. Why not just stay up? And then we'll work all day. And then the drive to Newmarket. So at least I don't think I'll be tossing and turning much that night. Despite all of the probes everywhere. All the anal probes. Why do they got to do anal probes? Don't they usually wake you up, though, and ask you to turn on your side? Yeah, I do remember that. No, they, they, some, no, they woke me up because I was on my side. And they're like, you got to get on your back because you're not having any episodes. They but want the, guy, the episodes, though. They got to know how. That's right. They, yeah. they have to test the side and the back. I, I don't get them on my side. Everything's everything's flowing on my side. So they wanted me on my back, and that's when your whole throat collapses in on itself. That's the whole gimmick. That's the gimmick. And uh, yeah, that'll be fun. Uh, I just go to bed early Saturday night instead of staying up trying oh, to I will, beat I your will. saber. No, I'll still, you know, I'll want to be in bed at nine, you know, then doing whatever until I go to sleep. Well, don't beat off then. Just go right to sleep. (laughs) Why you got to beat off? Just tell your body no. So this, this doctor did a very, very good thing, though. This is why I like this guy. He said, and then after that, we will get your prescription. We'll get your pressure setting and send it off. And then if the sleep clinic calls again, he's telling me, if the sleep clinic calls again and tells you to come in for one more consultation to talk to the doctor again about your results, just tell them you're good, that you don't need to come in because you're a veteran, you know what's going on here. They might call you and ask you to come in again. You don't have to, just say no. Whereas a lot of the doctors will insist you come back in for so they get one more pull at the the old camp there. But he did remind me what my amount of episodes a night was before I got the machine. It was only uh, 24, 24 episodes an hour. I don't think that's very bad. No, mine, was, mine was 52. What? Yeah. Holy Jesus. On my back. It don't matter. I think on my side, it was like seven. So. Yes. So I was like barely, barely in there. I in still there. had great sleep, so I don't know. I still <laughs> I still call shenanigans on all this nonsense. Yeah. Yeah. You have great sleeps. You need uh, 18 hours, but they're great the whole time. Well, shenanigans. So that, that was my day. That was good times. Also uh, sent the tax shit off to the accountant. Uh, I haven't done it yet. Who cares? Got that stuff ready. Now they don't even need half the forms anymore. You know that? Nope. I don't know. Now you send it off to the accountant. 
they just log into the Canadian Revenue and download all that, the tax assessment form, you know, all that shit that you're supposed to hold on to for a year. They all download that. So, yeah, I don't need this anymore. Don't need this anymore. Don't need this. So, really, all you need is that T4 and that other thing. Oh, that's, all I, that's all I usually give them. Oh, and my mountain of donations, oh, of yes. course. My many, many donations to multiple charities and the STC fund. It's funny how I don't see any of that. What do you mean? Why would you see any of that? I don't know. Don't you donate in the name of STC? Yeah, I do. But the funny thing is, it's my money I'm donating. Really? Isn't that interesting? Have I ever come back to you and say, hey, guess what, Joe? You donated 20 bucks last night? You tell me when I donate. Or no. when we donate. No. I don't think so. I think you, you just pull it out of the, uh, don't you pull it out of the Amazon account? Yeah, that's um <laughs> <clears throat> No, I don't get any use out of the, uh, you don't let me use the Patreon account. So, all right. I don't let you use it. No. Mm. Oh, I'm tired. Well, let's, let's do something. Are you up to date on everything? Let's do something easy, man. Let's just get the, some comments out of the way. All right. Because you've read them all, right? I did, and then mm-hmm. I forgot them. You you save the commenting on the comments for the show, right? I keep so. it real. Let's go. You know, I'm, I'm going to edit the stuff out? Yeah, you're going to edit. Time. No, I don't have time to edit. This That was a pause on purpose. So don't worry about it. That was okay. I design. It builds anticipation as people are like, what it, what comment are they going to go into? Is it my really? comment? Yeah, no, thinking? it's like being in the audience of the Price is Right, man. You're just sitting there waiting. Is it? Is it my name? Is it coming? I got to start with my friend Lotus Stark, my good buddy, because he's worried about us. Why? What happened? Uh, he writes, "I love both of you." But maybe Joe. Maybe Joe a bit more. I know. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Maybe Joe wants a little time away from the show. It has to be hard to work together and then record these episodes each week. Maybe as a refresher, you could try a bi weekly show. Obviously, us listeners wouldn't want that, but maybe it would help give each of you a little break. And then uh, he goes on to say, I guess we talked about. Um, how you're a lot friendlier with uh, M on TMB. So he says, as for TMB, the difference is he doesn't see M every day. So the one time a week they get together is still refreshing. Mm-hmm. Lotus is wise beyond his years. And just a thought, he says, he continues, heck, this could always, he says, this could always be a bit you both are doing. But as longtime listener and friend, it sure sounds real. So I said, Jesus, did we, did, were we fi- uh, pretty fighty last week? Uh, didn't mean to be, Lotus. Mm, I, don't I don't remember. remember. I remember last week's episode, actually. 
Everything's everything's good, Lotus. I got you know it's Joe's character. He puts on my character. I do get tired, but uh, Lotus is a good friend and uh, good friend to the show, both shows. So I we really appreciate anybody who's experienced his comments. uh, He takes great pride in leaving thoughtful and meaningful comments, either YouTube or podcast related. So. They're always well appreciated, and uh, I know Lotus has nothing but the best intentions for us. And when you answer him back, he's like right back again with you for another answer. He's like, the best, he man. cares about the conversation on YouTube, unlike some creators. He's the best. So, it's very good. thank you for that, Lotus. I just want to see some more uh, Lotus videos on YouTube. Yeah, he's got to buy more giant statues or maybe smaller ones and over on cartridgeclub.org in the forums we'll just pick out a few here uh what do we got what do we got here okay uh josh frantic society he has a podcast as well as everyone knows he states a quick comment i say sleep whenever you're tired because uh, I was bringing up to Joe how, why am I such a lazy prick if I have a nap in the morning, but he's still Mr. Perfect if he passes out at night? Because night is when you should be passing out, not right after you wake up after eight hours and decide to go back down for another not, four. Not right after supper. Actually, after every one of your meals, it's a pass out. So I, anyways, don't need to get into it. Don't need That's it. what we do back in the old country, back in Italy. That's what people do. <laughs> really? So I'm going back to my family roots. Is that that's a really a thing? It's fucking siesta time, man. The the towns shut down after yeah. uh, lunchtime don't, and don't then think they open later. Siesta is not an Italian thing, right? But you know, you know what I mean. Yeah, I, I, that's a whole another place, though. Doesn't matter. It means the same thing. Nappy nap. Anyway, I'll, I'll continue on this just as an aside because I know even uh, like Steven Eider has been talking about getting his sleep cycle back on track. And as a shift worker for nigh on 100 years, I can tell you, if you want to get that good night's sleep, you got to do whatever you can not to have that nap during the day. Now, that doesn't include those. If you can pull off those 10-minute power naps, those are always bonus and won't affect you. But if you happen to hit a, a big hard nap, that's going to kill you sleeping that night. So you got to power through that day no matter how tired you are. And no matter how much lack of sleep you got the day before, you got to power through that next day, and that next night will be a perfect sleep. Well, inside the next, next, uh, that night's a perfect sleep anyway. Not if you have a nap. You're going to be thrown off. No, I can do my nap for like 45 minutes. And then I'll still have a solid <laughs> seven, eight hours sleep. Excuse me. Excuse me. We're not talking about people of a feline nature. We're talking about normal people, normal working people. Okay. That's what I'm talking about. No, we're talking your sensitivity to having it, your sleep cycle thrown off. I'm giving tips. That's your tip. Stay up. 
And then if if you're a rotating shift worker like us, I like to throw in a cycle of melatonin about every eight weeks. So I'll go on melatonin at bedtime uh, for about seven days in a row, and then that tops you up again for for a nice little, uh, like I said, six to eight weeks. And uh, I don't know if we talked about this before. Probably. But uh, I was taking like a large milligram volume of melatonin and I found it was getting worse and worse sleeps the more I was taking of it. And I did a lot of research on it. Again, like I've researched melatonin for a long time, man, as a shift worker. And finally, I come to realize that don't, don't take the bigger dose and don't, don't bother with those uh, time released where it gives you a shot and then a time release shoots you again later. Go with three milligrams or under. Just a little dab will do you, and you'll be surprised. More you take, more it's gonna it's gonna mess you up. Couple of tips there, shift worker tips. I think I was taking five milligrams when I was doing mine. I haven't done it for so long though. Yeah, dude, I got up to like ten or twelve with oh. the with the slow release, and I'd wake up in the middle of the night, or it'd put you to sleep, man. It put you to sleep but within a couple hours i'd be up like it's morning going what in the hell anywho anything else to report on that can i move on you can move on who was that uh, from? that was frantic you said that was frantic all right thanks frantic peace and finally on our buddy nintendo hodge he's saying Hodgey. he needs Needs to start to comment sooner because he forgets what what happens in the episode. Yes, take notes as you're listening. And then he said, goes on to say, "Thanks for the BGE love, guys. This is going to be the best event ever. It is. I'm super pleased to be a vendor at this one, along with my buddy Joe. By the way, this episode of STC Pod brought to you by Barry Game Exchange. Yeah, yeah." which is happening in Barrie, Ontario. It is North America's largest game trading floor you're ever going to find. I even put it in my calendar. You want to give the date? I'm looking for it. <laughs> Isn't it June 7th? June, <laughs> no, do not. April 7th. Do not listen to Joe, people. April 7th. It is April 7th. At uh, Eastview Arena, I believe, in Barrie. Which, uh, you know, Haji, you could have put it in the arena beside my house. Uh, maybe next time. And uh, we'll be vending there. It's going to be... I'm. It will be the largest game exchange they've had yet. He uh, got the EB Games Corporation on board with sponsorship and uh, propaganda campaigns. So there's going to be people coming from all over. So if you want to be a vendor, now's the time, because he's going to be drawing tons and tons of people to the Barry Game Exchange. April Seven. 7th, which I put in for a day off at work because Haji likes to book these when I'm working. Yeah, it's at 453 Grove Street East in Barry. 140 plus tables, video games, accessories, board games, vintage toys, pop figures, geek art, art, and so much more. Admission is only five dollars. You're not gonna get a better price than that. Kids 10 and under are free. 
and uh, Bill and Joe are free. And what else is there? Ten dollars at the door. VIP admission starts at eleven. General admission starts at noon, and it goes until four p.m. Yep, we'll give free tours to the back of our table. Anyone who asks. Only the ladies. So, yeah, that'll be good times. Looking forward to that. Hope I get the day off. Hope I get the day off. No refunds. Yeah. Are you bringing board games again? No. (laughs) You're stuck with those. (laughs) Oh, no. No, no. Uh, I have to bring some. I'm going to bring the cream of the crop this time, though. Not just not bringing like scramble and uh, scrabble. No scramble. The big plastic shaker. Plastic Great game. Shaker. Great game. Yeah, with the dice and the shaker, you shake it all around, mm. and then they they come down into the handle, and you can play poker off that. No, no, I wouldn't bring that. I love that one. Uh, don't forget to bring that uh, big. Uh, big stand so we can put it in front of Kevin's table again. Oh, yeah. Definitely. And what about VHS? Are you bringing VHS? No. 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 People are talking about VHS all over Twitter. Oh, they didn't buy any. <laughs> no, they did not. We had great VHS. Ryho Magnifico, come to Barry and buy our VHS. We have amazing VHS. No, I think we'll put the kibosh on that. Top shelf board games will be coming. Some collectibles. Bringing the glass case. Putting stuff in the glass case. Just to trick people. That'll be exciting. Yeah. At what point do you start... Um, Taking my your, shirt off? Your anxiety about prep preparing for the Barry Game Exchange. Or is that... Before. A week before, yeah. Last time you were like six months before your anxiety started. Well, because that was the first time, wasn't it? You were going through your stuff every single day. Was that the first time I did it? No, we've we're at least two timers. No, you are. Uh, I think last time was my first. Wasn't that my uh, pop in my chair? Or did I do it once before? Now, we've always done it together, haven't we? Or, hmm, I don't remember. <laughs> no, this year I just don't care. I'm taking it. I'm taking it Jamaican style. Mm-hmm. As you have a, a weird look on your face, yeah. like, what does that mean? I'm trying to figure it out. It means, like, no worries, man. Oh. Everything's going to be all right. Hmm. Now, if I could, if I could have said that in a Jamaican accent, it would have been a lot better. Everything's going to be irie. I guess while we're promoting stuff, we should say that uh, the Cartridge Club uh, C three Cartridge Club convention has been announced. Its location, its time, its date. I don't have any of that in front of me. Just tell them where to go. 
there is a game convention called Too Many Games. And where's that, Joe? That's in... Um, Come on, off the top of your head. Yep, say it. Pittsburgh? It's in Philadelphia. Phil... Yeah, that was my other one. And our Phil- cartridge club. Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Family meetup will uh, will be um, on the backside of that. We'll, we'll, of course, be meeting during the convention. And uh, there will be a day on the Monday following where we'll uh, be all gathering for a uh, our, our own convention, our own meeting. I believe that is June 22nd, 23rd, 24th. 21st to the 24th. Yeah, if you want to be there on Friday. So that's happening. Um, if you go to cartridgeclub.org, in the forums, there is somewhere you can click, and uh, it'll take you to a form to help you book a hotel room, get your tickets to too many games. Everything's right there in the forums, all in one spot. Super easy. And hotel rooms are, I think I read today, half gone already. So... People got to get their act together, including these two podcasters you're listening to. Yes, I will try and bring it up to the wife tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah, don't have it. It's this this lead up, man. Don't don't have a stroke on me, all right? Oh, Christ. Man. I told you, you don't have my troubles. No one does. Mm. Why don't you people understand what I have to go through? Hey, I got to hear Joe on the phone this week um, getting home insurance quotes. And uh, the information I was hearing, it was, let me tell you, the properties he was listing off was uh, the assets, the the floor plans, the, it, it, they actually, and I'm not joking, they put them on hold and they had to get other people together to figure this out because it was such a huge cherry that just walked into their room. They were like all planning to get in-ground pools that year because this giant fish swam upstream into their lap. Man, it was something else. I wish I recorded it so everyone could hear Everything that was going on. Really? Who 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 insures the giant granite horses at the end of their driveway? I I don't know. Joe does. Well, those Sorry. Are granite marble. What am I well, saying? They're granite. from Italy, man. Import. Yeah, literally spent and I only called two insurance companies because the company we're with um was my wife's old employer. So she had a corporate discount and uh, she's since left. So we lose the discount at our next renewal date. So I've been doing the old calling around, I think. Geez, probably a good solid three hours talking to both people, both companies. And I think I'm done. I'm just going to go with the best one. I think you got, you got one more to call. Uh, I, I just I don't want to go through it again, man. Give her one more go. 
You got a one big company left. All right. I'll do it on Friday. Don't eavesdrop, though. <laughs> yes. And uh, there is a pool. Yeah. Okay, cool. And a uh, another pool. Yep. Okay. Yep. And uh, did you get the bathing pavilion attached to the first pool? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then the other one just has a bath house, not a pavilion. And uh, did you get that archway that is between the two pools? That, yeah. Yeah. Who knew you had zoo animals that you had to insure? Yeah. Like, that's crazy. Michael Jackson can do it. I can do it. <laughs> I got flamingos. You got flamingos on that form? <laughs> oh, we got burnt, man. You were on the phone for an hour. I was on the phone with eBay for an hour. Both of us on separate phones, different ends of the room. Boss walks in. <laughs> And neither of us can get off the phone. Yeah, it's like, okay. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Uh, hey, boss. Yeah. No, listen to me, eBay. <laughs> uh, yes, I am fighting a uh, eBay return. Someone purchased a dongle from, from me, says it doesn't work. And he even sent a picture of his console that it does not work in. And he sent me the picture of this most disgusting console stacked on top of a dirty uh, VCR on top of a dirty, what was it, a 360 maybe? And a PS2 fat, this gross PS2 fat. And it was all in front of this crappy, like, giant tiger dresser and a crappy TV on top. Of it. And this PS2 was clogged with dirt. I could see the dirt in it. So I'm like, well, right there, I'm sorry this guy is attempting to use this in a cesspool. It obviously doesn't work, and there's no way I'm accepting this back after it's been stuffed in that dirty whore vagina of the PS2. And uh, eBay's not seeing it my way yet. I've gone through three different uh, customer service people. <sighs> no luck. I'm trying again. The first one hung up on me. If you can believe that, that's some service. They're like, yeah, 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 uh, enough of this guy. Click, hung up. So I'm gonna have to uh I'm gonna have to keep trying. I don't know what I don't know what to put in our ads, man. Like uh, me and you, we we took on a strategy of we don't even we're not gonna tell you this stuff works anymore because we like some of the stuff we sell is vintage electronics by which by nature is prone to failure. And I cannot guarantee, like I sold a guitar last week, one of these, uh, rock band guitars, the rock band pro guitar that has buttons all the way up the fretboard. So there's what, uh, six times 15. What's that hundred something? Sure. Oh, Let's say there's 120 buttons on this controller. You think I can warranty that as working 100%? I can't. So we take the strategy of we're, we're not selling anything as tested. We're not going to say anything works. You have to agree to that condition to buy it. It's like a yard sale. I'm sorry, but you get cheaper prices from us for that. We take a hit because we're not testing this stuff because we've been burnt. When we say stuff works, I can sell a radio and say the radio works, 
And these pricks get it. And they go, you know what? It won't dial in 92.5. So it's not as advertised. Doesn't work. And they send it back. So now, what should we do now, man? Should we just say in the ad, this is not for you. Don't buy it. Do not buy this. This Do not buy from us. Like Clearly. If you're buying this, I just know that I told you not to buy it. I think that's the only way to get away with selling on eBay. Anyways, my other sales are going fine, but uh, that it just sticks in my craw when I get a return. <sighs> right? Yeah, what's your time limit on getting on dealing with this one? Uh, I think this case is on hold for, I think they said like five days. The last person said, just if, if you're not going to accept the return right now, just take a couple days and think about it and then accept the return. And then once you get it, then you can be sure that uh, then we can look after you if it does indeed work. And I'm like, I don't care. I'm not telling them it even worked. So what am I going to tell you once I get it? I don't get it. <laughs> they want you to get it back in your hands. So then they instantly are set up with the next line. Now that you have it, you can sell it again. So it's all good. I do not want to get that sucker back in my hand. I even reached out to uh, eBay godfather, Chris Roberts, for help. Get his take on it. He had some ideas, some coaching to give me. So mm. I'm going to go at it again tomorrow. Is it worth recording, do you think? or? <clears throat> no, probably not. Well, good luck with that. Uh, eBay has been leaving a sour taste in my mouth, so I think my days are numbered. Hmm. That I actually, I'm, I'm thinking that is the uh, my next strategy too. When all else fails. Because eBay's all worried about this Facebook uh, marketplace nowadays, right? That's really eating into their yeah. into their uh, market. So, and this this punk, this dirt bag with the scuzzy PS2 with zero feedback, by the way, who's doing the return on me, ended his request by saying, "If I don't get compensation, I'll never buy on eBay again." And I think that's what is giving me the hassle with eBay. Because he said that. So I can do the same thing. You know what? I'm going to pull my ads and go to Facebook Marketplace. What do you think of that? Maybe. We'll see. Well, be okay. <laughs> well, dude, where's all your ideas this week, man? You're just being my sounding board. Something well, big must have happened to you this week. I was week. pretty busy this week, so. Yeah, I want to know. I want to know, because I know. I already well, know. I was more busy on the weekend where I had a bunch of birthdays to deal with. Daughter had, um, she's, we've been inundated with uh, kids' birthday parties from her junior kindergarten class. Well, junior slash senior kindergarten class. So she had one on Saturday. And then, uh, well, Friday I had a visitation to go to, a funeral home which was back up where we work. So on a day off, I had to drive up and past our work. 
on a Friday at 5 p.m. So it was my Friday evening, and then Saturday was the birthday party, and then my parents actually went to the actual funeral and reception afterwards. And then after that, they came over and celebrated my grandma's birthday and Bella's birthday with us on Saturday night. And then Sunday morning at 11, we had to go to Chuck E. Cheese for my daughter's fifth birthday party. And luckily, that was only with seven kids. So first thing, first thing in the morning is the way to do it. There's not as much of a crowd there because you're the first people in when the place opens up. So I think that's the the best time to do the parties as opposed to starting them at 1 o'clock when they're doing the switch around from the previous parties to the next one. There's only seven kids, and I've I figured out the magic to dealing with uh, Chuck E. Cheese party. Um, don't care about the other kids and making them happy. Mm-hmm. They're happy just being there. I just uh, – I my wife went with my daughter – I went with my son and we just played the games ourselves and let the other kids, mind you, their parents were there. Let the parents take care of their own kids. And that was it. Yeah. hundred percent. We got unlimited plays. So for two hours, even when the kids went down to have their birthday or the pizza and the birthday cake, I took my son's card and played this game called Egyptian tomb or something. It's the one where, you drop a quarter down, and it lands on a ledge, and the ledge keeps moving in and out. Mm-hmm. And then there's three ledges, and they're all filled with coins. So the whole idea is to push coins from the top ledge down and have them push other coins down and have the final row fall into a, a pit. And then it, it's, it spits out these uh, the Chuck E. Cheese uh, little... Tickets that you claim afterwards, right? For prizes and shit. Mm. Yeah, the kids' gambling devices. So I literally sat there and just played the one machine over and over again. Guess who got sucked in? <laughs> well, it's the it's the best one to do because I went away with over almost a thousand tickets. <laughs> I could I could just see you, your poor kid, Dad. Can I try one? No, he's sitting oh. down eating. I was you don't was, like this. This isn't for you. <laughs> he played whatever. I, I said I was doing this while he was having his pizza and cake. So I, uh, I, I built up a little buffer for the kids. And uh, it was fun. And I left with a migraine of a headache because I forgot to take Tylenol before. And I had a headache for the rest of the day. And for half of the next day. Now, I had a, I had a birthday thing, too, this weekend. Little kid turned eight. Mm. Now she eight, eight. Yes. So Uh the biggest story on that is in this province is the kids age out of child seats at eight. If they didn't meet the height or the weight requirements that puts you over at eight, you just age out. You mean out of the booster seat? Yeah. Well, yeah. Supersedes all the booster seat stuff. As long as you make it eight years of age. So for her first thing, you know, we were, I was taking her to the movies to see how to train your dragon. I heard that was good. You know, it was okay. It's not for you though. 
It is for me, actually. That, that, actually that series is built for me. I it's, heard that was the best one out of the three. Really? It's not It's not as deep. It's not as deep. And not it's, as deep? Mm-hmm. No, it's very... You can tell where the story's going. It seems a little bit uh, just chugging along in the washing machine. All right. I like, the fir- I like the first one. The second one was okay. The second one was good. Like they, They're very deep where, where they will get you choked up. Um and you don't know where it's going. This just seemed a little bit, we know what's happening. And they tried hard at the end, but, you know, the kids were uh, touched by it. But, um, yeah, you know, it's okay, guys. But, you know. Anywho, the big deal was the little kid got the promotion to the front seat of the car. Not only eight years old gets you out of the car seat. It lets you go anywhere in the vehicle. Hmm. So she got to uh, boot the big kid to the back and uh, she went up to the front, by the way, the back seat under, under the car seat. Don't, don't look at that. Destroyed. Well, I know because my (laughs) daughter just got out of her, I think a month ago, she got out of her, the baby seat and went down to the booster seat. Yeah, my uh, it's a good thing my car is on its last legs because that pristine fake pleather is demoed. Oh yeah, Joey would not be happy. Massive no, indent, and the, the 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 food wrappers and anything else they didn't bother to pick up after themselves is it's a horror story, horror story. Anywho, the big kid, uh, little kid gets in the front seat. She's like, oh, this is. This is okay. Immediately starts asking questions about all the buttons and stuff, right? Like I turn on the thermostat. Or, oh, why are you doing that? What's that button? All oh, that. That's the temperature. And she's like, oh, um, I heard some cars in their front seat have butt warmers. Do we have butt warmers? Yep. You got a butt one. Yeah. Turn that on right there. Now your seats. Ooh, that, that, is, that is very pleasant. Ooh, that is nice. And then she's like, kind of reclined back a bit in the seat. So I'm like, you know what? If you reach your little hand down there, you're going to find a lever and you can move that seat any way you want. So, oh, really? There's a lever down here? It's like this discovery, right? Discovering a new world. Oh my gosh, look at this. Pulling the lever and you can push back on the seat. It'll go lower or just let it come up higher. Oh, it goes lower? Oh, Oh, isn't that great? Ooh. And then any button you push. So what what's that button you did? Why'd you do that? So she was very excited. Yeah, that was uh that was her whole birthday party right there. Didn't need to do anything else. Front seat of the car and the butt warmers. And that was uh very that good. was uh, that was the weekend. Very good. Very good. Very good. Tell me about your giant birthday you had for your grandmother. How many family members were there? And tell me about the catering. No, I couldn't do the, I missed the uh, grandmother's birthday. Because we were going to do it Saturday originally, and then plans had to be moved to Sunday, but we couldn't do it because we had Bella's birthday. So, otherwise we would have gone to my aunt's and uh, had a, a lunch thing there did you have catering for your daughter's birthday party no what do you mean Uh, these are normally very huge events no the chuck e cheese was for a friend of hers i thought 
No, that was for her. That was for her. Saturday was for her school friend. And then you had another party for her on Sunday. Yeah. Crazy. And then, and then, uh, and then another Sunday night. After that. Oh, Sunday night, cousin Chuck came over and, uh, cause she wanted pizza for dinner again. So we did uh, homemade pizza. Cousin Chuck made the dough the night before, brought it over, and we just spread it out and made our own pizzas, threw them in the oven, stone-baked them. Ooh, jeepers. How, what do you mean he made the dough? A bread maker dough, or uh, he's there pounding it and letting it rise? He's letting it rise. Really? He did it by scratch, by hand, the dough. Yeah, it's a simple recipe, though. Got the dough hooks out, is what you're saying. No, I just did whatever he did. <laughs> you have no idea how shit's made. <laughs> oh, he just said dough and it appeared. <laughs> no, no dough hooks. What's Jesus Christ? I never saw my grandma use dough hooks. No, no, I, I, I imagine not. I don't think you need dough hooks. You just got to let it sit overnight to give it enough time to rise up, right? Hmm. Well, you know I want what I want to talk about? No. What I discovered? I warned you. And you have no business saying the I can't The show talk about is it. over, dude. The time limit is up. No, it is not. We didn't start for a like 10 minutes. Right, well, I'm going to check out then. Okay. No. And I need you, you can, to comment. You can sign. No, you can sign off on the show. I'm going to say good night to everybody. No. And uh, you can wrap this one up. No, you need to comment. No, I'm not commenting on this piece of garbage. You watch all day. <laughs> Guys, listen, I think it was a know, complete joke, man. The guy was I, just, Fishing for uh, views on YouTube. That's not true. That is not true. You you guys know I I appreciate uh, I appreciate like urban exploring and I appreciate like antique picking and uh, digging for antiques and the this YouTube series uh, put on by guy. It's called Curiosity Incorporated. Is his uh, is his uh, YouTube channel. <clears throat> he owns an antique store. This is in Edmonton, which is part of the story because it's in a deep freeze uh, that he's having to deal with. And uh, a town about three hours from him, a family in that town reached out to the store and said, look, uh, our mother created a bit of a hoarder house. It's, uh, it's as you can imagine, when you say hoarder house, and we just don't want to deal with it. We think we've got what we wanted out of it. And uh, we thought of you as an antique dealer because she ha had lots of travels. She collected a lot of stuff. And she's also, by the way, a famous potter. She's like won major awards. And her pieces demand really high prices whenever they're shown in like high art galleries. But the house is a century home, and it's filled to the rafters in a horde. You can't even walk the halls. 
and he managed to uh, he agreed to buy it. I mean, why wouldn't you? They offered it to him for twenty grand, including contents. And so he put in this YouTube series, going to this house and digging it out, finding what they find. And um, he's also going to try and resurrect the house as a century home, make it livable again. And so you've got a cross between uh, the A&E show Hoarders, which is a guilty pleasure, and uh, the History Channel uh, American Pickers. But it's not Hoarders. Like, it seems on A&E, the Hoarders show, it's always disgusting. The Horde is always like, well, this is the diaper room. And it's a mountain of diapers. It's not like that. It's, this house was like a horde of like kind of cool vintage stuff to dig through. Now, there is some garbage, and there's mouse droppings everywhere. And the, the fridges are full of science experiments. But uh, it's, it was just a really interesting place to get into and look through. Uh, you know, when you do urban exploring and you go explore an ab- abandoned building or something, the, I think what draws people to do that is they kind of become an investigator to figure out who lived in the home and why did they end up leaving and why did they leave the stuff they left. And that's kind of what happens in this home. So we learn not only about this guy and him trying to fix this house and dig it out, but uh, this owner, this this famous Canadian potter. And it turns out she's, you know, self-taught. She spent time with the indigenous people and learned their ways of throwing pots. And that's what made her pottery so special and unique to everything else out there. And of course that's his golden road. That's what he's digging for are her pots. Like one of her pots could be valued between five and 10 grand. If he finds just one, pot and she was just using them to throw plants in so that's that's what his golden ticket is to make his money out of it and i'm sure he went into it as just a money thing but as he kept digging he kind of fell more in love with the story that was left by this woman and her legacy uh through her contents that he's digging through and uh let's see part eight just went up yesterday uh, this started, this whole thing started, it showed up on the side in my YouTube, on the side feed. It said, we bought a hoarder house. That was the title. And the guy giving a smirk in the thumbnail. And I thought it was just, uh, you know, kind of a clickbaity thing. And I ignored it for months until the second video popped up in my uh, feed. And it had a more compelling title. Like, no, this might be a real true story. So I got into it. I started watching it. And I started, you know, falling in love with this previous owner's story as much as this guy. And uh, I haven't seen the whole thing yet. Like I said, there's eight parts. and But I have kind of looked ahead through the titles. And at one point, he does uh, an episode that's just dedicated to doing a biography on this potter. And he uh, goes through, you know, photos of her life and her story. By the way, she's still alive, 104 years old and uh, explains her accolades, and as well, there's an interview with her. So that's that's something for me to look forward to. Um, every episode is about 40 minutes, and you're going to find him discovering lots of treasures, as well as finding out about the story of this woman's life, 
And of course the house, which is the house itself is a story. It's a hundred year old house. It's got neat little rooms and little secret passages and, uh, as uh, weird add ons they did. Anyways, it's, uh, curiosity incorporated and, uh, usually called the Potter's house. By the way, this Potter's name was, um, uh, I believe it was uh, Harry. Why do I go there if I can't remember it? <laughs> Anyways, that's something you got to look forward to. You look for that and tell me the answer in the forums. Oh, but yes. it's definitely, if you see this in your little sidebar of, uh, you know, recommended videos. I do recommend checking out. And this guy is a really good presenter, by the way. He's got like a broadcast voice and uh, he presents well to the camera. Some of the shots get annoying because he is wearing a GoPro on his chest. So you don't really get the framing that you want. And then when his GoPro always dies, so he's using his hand to hold his phone and then trying to look through stuff with one hand, it gets annoying. And for some reason, it made Joe furious that I was watching this. And he would get turned on. He would walk by and go, oh, yeah, you know what? And he'd watch it for a little bit because you can't help but be drawn in by it. Under every pile was like this little piece of gold. No, there was no gold. There was no treasure. There, there, there was. There was all kinds. No, there was not. Uh, 95% of it was all garbage. Not true. Even found a like a cache of cash. Cash of cash. It was a couple thousand, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 And crisp hundies. Yeah, that's nothing. Well, I'm just saying. And, mm. and of course, and like you said, it's more maddening that the that her kids were like, bah, I don't want to deal with this. You come and do whatever. That was kind of frustrating. One well, I thought the kids had abandoned the mother. That's what I thought. Well, they got her in a nursing home. And at one point, he uh, arranged a meeting with them to give them, because he found like tons of the, the family photos and stuff like that. So he was nice enough to hold on to that and set aside a time to give it to them. They showed up at the house. Not on camera, though. I was really hoping to get a little bit of insight from them why they just gave up on that property. And all that content. Uh, Joe's furious. And I said, I got to bring this up, Joe. No, you're not. Well, I let you did. Yeah. All right. Podcast is over. Podcast over. Didn't even get to talk about the giant piece of shit for the week. And there was, there's a, there's a big candidate this week. Big, big candidate. Uh, this guy did something super duper for me, but, uh, I don't got time to get into it right now. I still don't believe it's happening quite frankly. So I still got to make sure it happens. We'll talk about that next week on your favorite weekly podcast. STC pods start to continue podcast found everywhere. Spotify, Google, iTunes, Android, RSS, Podbean, cartridge club everywhere. Peace. That's no, you got to say the other thing about the other place. Nope. What, what, what the other place? You got to give respect to our network, to the Cartridge Club network. Oh, yeah. Well.
As always, if you're like us, you got to go to thecartridgeclub.org for other great podcasts, blogs, and videos from people in our community. You're on more than I am, though, so you'd probably be able to say if there's anything new and outstanding people should check out. And what's your excuse for that? I have lost my login and password. Yeah, and that's an impossible hurdle, folks. We can't get over that one. We cannot get over it. I don't know what happened to it. I don't remember what my login is anymore. What happened? Oh, I think Musty just blew it away. (laughs) That's true. You gave him so much grief about uh, getting bumped from last Cartridge Club Prime podcast that uh, you're the second person to be banned from the Cartridge Club. Banned from cc.org. Speaking of Cartridge Club uh, head honchos, I, we could just mention that uh, the the bros, the original guys, Cartridge Club bros, P1 and P2, have started a uh, a Twitch thing. Once a week, they're getting together to play games happening Thursday night. Mm, that's not good for me. Not good for us this week. We'll uh, maybe not. Is it, is it always the same time? I, I'm believing so, but I'm not knowing so. So but I just say I don't know. Everyone is hotly anticipating their return to the airwaves for sure. Yeah, I miss them. Yeah, get P2 out of that uh, closet, his game closet. Maybe they'll do it in the closet. That'll be cool too. Anyways, all these, an- all these questions will be answered on their uh, premiere episode coming up this week. Oh, poor Joe. What's He's uh, tired. I got to go shoot a video now. I just want to hey. go to sleep. Can I can I guess how your video is going to start? Hey guys. Hey guys. Bye. Ass. Post it and post it. Children be That's what they say.